Well, welcome. Thank you. Today I'm here with Sudi on Mindful Mud. And um, yeah, so I mean, I guess I started this podcast back in November. Okay. And um, yeah, it was just kind of a, I know, I don't know, it's just kind of another exercise. I started watching a lot of Joe Rogan and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, he definitely inspired me just to kind of, you know, just share my story and share, you know, bring people on that I admire and yeah, um, stuff like that and kind of get into the journey I've been going through. Um, I know you share on stage um, a little bit about your battle with anxiety and stuff like mm-hmm. that. The last podcast I did was pretty much kind of a just me off the cuff, just kind of going what I've been learning through with my current depression and anxiety as mm-hmm. well. So that's kind of the premise is just to kind of see how other artists and creatives like deal with, you know, mental healthness and stuff like that. But um, I guess um, I heard about you through when you're like singing with Danny Church. Is that Oh my about God. Right? Yeah. Wow. Throwback. Um, that's kind of like, seems like how you got your foot in the door. I, I could be wrong, though. Um, I honestly don't even remember when I sang with Danny Church. I think I had been singing, like I had been doing the Sudi stuff. And um, um, he invited me to sing with him. I, oh, my God, it was so long ago. I don't even remember exactly how it happened. But I think... I think I was already making music, but I hadn't performed really much yet. Right. And I did perform with him at Trees one time, I think, for something Dallas. I think that was with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that was a long time ago. It I think was. that was like back in 2014. That sounds right. Yeah. God, that's, I totally forgot about that. And then it seemed like after that, then you started shortly releasing your own stuff. Yeah, I had been working on some uh, some stuff. I, it's actually such a weird, kind of like strange story. I was producing music in college, but um, I actively was looking for a producer um, once I graduated. And I found Booty Fade, and I like loved them. So through that, I actually met Rosalinda, who's my manager, you know, Rosalinda, and... She was like, actually, I think what you're doing is cool, so you should just keep doing it. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then, yeah, kind of the process between that and then starting to get on the scene, um, I got more confident, and then we released some some stuff. What is your first release? My first release is the Sudi EP. And my first song that I ever released was Heart Attack, which was the one that um, I was talking about anxiety about before I sang that one. Um, that was my first song ever released as Sudi, the artist, uh, which is really weird and scary, but I'm glad that was the first one. What, um, how, I mean, have you always dealt with anxiety or? Um, yeah, I didn't think I had, you know, but, um, I realized that, yeah, but basically from when I, the moment that I can remember, you know. 
when I was a little kid. Wow. Yeah. I would, especially at night. Okay. My anxiety gets really bad at night. I kind of go through stages of insomnia here and there um, when it gets really bad. But, you know, yeah. What, a, what have you learned and put into practice to kind of have some type of a baseline? Um, to deal with it and everything. Um, I, I don't know. I'm still learning. I still have, I mean, I, um, actually like three or four nights ago, I had a really bad one. It was probably the worst panic attack I had had since, honestly, since the night that I wrote heart attack. It was really bad. Um, was that at night? Mm-hmm. Um, it's about 3 a.m. I couldn't sleep. I went to bed at like 10. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep early tonight. I just couldn't. My mind was like wandering. And then, you know, you go in this rabbit hole and then you get into like weird things. And you're like, why is this star in this spot in the sky? Like, you know, just really crazy things and thinking about, you know, all Do these. Do you... Um do you exercise on a regular basis? Um, no. I try to. <laughs> I try, but I want to. I stretch every day. Yeah. I, I, I take time to stretch every day. I really, I don't think I'd be able to, like, go th throughout my day without stretching at right. least for 30 minutes yeah. or so. Um, but I try to you know, go to the gym, but it's just Well, you know, I, I understand it super is, it super is hard to fit that in your schedule, mm -hmm. but even like something you might try is when you're in that state, just start doing jumping jacks. Really? And yeah. I mean, cause. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, um, a friend of mine has told me that too, cause basically a week ago, um, like three days in a row, like, I mean, I started Lexapro in mm -hmm. January, went up to 20 milligrams in top of February. And um, so last week was pretty hard and I was just like, you know, talk with my doctor, you know, see if I need to change because supposedly that drug gets in your system. You should know within two weeks, three weeks, if that's Is the it drug like for it's you. helping you and stuff. Um, but that's what he told me and that's what I did. I have like a little mini tramp in there and I just brought no it way. out and just did it 20 minutes and it just, just getting that blood going, um, just so really interesting. Hel it really helps just because um, then your heart is naturally beating fast mm -hmm. and you know why it is, you know. So it's just mm -hmm. like kind of just you start feeling better mm -hmm. within, you know, a few minutes after doing that. That's awesome. I did not know that. I will definitely try that next time. Um, I wonder also, too, if it's like, I don't know if you notice this when you kind of getting that down the rabbit hole, yeah. like super tunnel vision panic right. attack. I wonder if the physical activity aspect helps you like get back down to the physical aspect of who you are. Cause I feel like your it's your mind, you know, obviously your mind is racing and you kind of, uh, for me, I feel like I elevate to another plane or another right. consciousness or something. And I wonder if the, that, physical activity helps get you inside like your physical I think like so. 
Yeah, I mean, three-dimensional Absolutely. Thing. I think that... Mm, that's so interesting. On top of, you know, there's just natural yeah. um, endorphins yeah. that are released after working out. Um, True. St- it's called stressors, you know, like, you're st- that's the whole point of working out is you're stressing your body out so that it releases these neck these natural like feel anti, good stuff anti-stressors too. yeah um that's like why people go in the sauna or yeah is like that kind of stuff have you been to king spa yeah i never have okay i would highly recommend i've only been once yeah um i'd been wanting to go for so long and then i was with my girlfriends two of my really good girlfriends and it was like 10 o'clock at night we were talking about, we need to go sometime. I was like, why don't we fucking just go now? So we went, and we were there till like, 4 a.m. Wow. It's 24 hours? Yeah, it's 24 hours. It was so awesome. The only thing about going at night, though, for the first time, there wasn't as many of the amenities available because mm-hmm. it was, you know, at night. But, I mean, it's really awesome. It's really, really, Did really you get awesome. you in the sauna? Totally. Yeah. Well, they have, like, a whole bunch of different types of rooms. There's one... My favorite one was the hottest room in the whole place, um, and it's really tiny. And you go in, and it's like I think it's like two hundred and something degrees in there, and it's like kind of hard to breathe. But like once you like set in it and you relax, and it just feels like you're not even physically there. It's just like you feel like your whole body kind of just gets into all these little atoms that expand yeah. in the room. It's awesome, yeah. But I think that one has a time limit. You can't stay in there too long because right. you'll pass out and yeah. stuff. But they have an ice room, too. They have a room with a bunch of crystals. It's great. You should go, definitely. Yeah, I, need to, I need to check it out because it is somewhat, um, what's the word, uh, not that expensive. No, I think um, also there was... This lady that told me about this chicken spot, like right around the corner, that you could go and buy a discounted ticket for like eighteen bucks what? for twenty four hours. Yeah, I'll have to figure out where it is, and once I find out, I'll let you know for sure. Awesome. Um. So. Yeah, because that's just been kind of. The uh, the journey for me is definitely. Right now, it's kind of the first week that the drugs have mm-hmm. been seem like they are actually helping at and active and stuff yeah. um but i just I've, I've been reading a lot more um started reading this book too called the power of now i feel um, like i've heard that yeah maybe and um it's been really encouraging because like i don't know i think the older you get you know you're you kind of start realizing what works for your body Mm -hmm. and like what taxes you and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and I guess it was like last week just kind of understanding the importance of living in the now and it always seems Mm -hmm. so kind of like far out there it's so weird yeah I feel you but what really brought it home for me was um, because, you know, when you get in a depressive state and anxiety, it's just like you do everything you can to get out of it, you know. Right. And you just focus. It's like a negative circle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
and it's you get lost in the mundane just like what's the point of this what's the point of right. working out what's the point of making myself better and what what really happened for me in my understanding was being the best and living in the now allows you to prepare your future self mm. for a better life and that just kind of clicked in my mind like gave me more hope and more meaning mm -hmm. to really be somewhat faithful in the small things you right. know and like really take those things to heart like to read to build your intellect to to stretch mm -hmm. you know on a daily basis um i don't know so that's that's been really empowering to me to just like be like i'm taking the now to benefit myself in the future and to to heal the past yeah i think that's uh, i haven't read that book but that's definitely um something that rings really true with my recent kind of philosophy personal philosophy that yeah. i've been thinking a lot about like that may it just makes so much more sense because i feel like a lot of the anxieties that kind of swallow me whole um is about the future you know and so it can it, it's just so overwhelming it can it can be so much to think about yeah. and 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 I had to take a step back and, and realize, okay, well, nothing is going to change or make me feel better or help me understand this or that unless I actually do something now. So that totally, I, I'm like, we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Um, because... You can't expect to just for things to kind of just fall in your lap. You have to make the wheels turn, and Absolutely. you know, and then and then it's even better that way because you've worked for it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times people, a lot of times people, well, certain people will be like, "Well, why aren't you?" Specifically, you know, me. And they're like, "Well, why aren't you on American Idol or whatever?" You know, and I'm. I'm like, well, you know, I'd, I'd actually, music is something completely different f to me than, you know, just taking a fast track to like make it, you right. know, quote unquote, make it. Yeah. Um, that's just one example. Right. Um, but yeah, there's something that makes so much sense about the now and taking it one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 such a simple principle, but like I mean, I'm about to be 37, and like that just, you know, you just kind of think that's just kind of like hocus pocus stuff, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm just really thankful that, you know, that principle and that truth within that has, you know, found its way to me because it's just, um, I think that's red. Um, but, um, it's just been super encouraging and that's kind of like what I would definitely want to try to encourage people with because in anxiety and depression, that's what we get wrapped up in is the past mm -hmm. or, the future. or the future and, yeah. um, and 
my friends, it's not worth, you know, going down those rabbit holes. And the now is the only way we can fix it. Right. It's, it's crazy how simple, like you were saying, it's such a simple philosophy. But for so many people, it's so hard. And I mean, I was, for me, it's it's, hard still, you know, kind of have to take every second at a time. It's kind of like reading music for me. On one one thing, you know, Absolutely. you look at the whole, say, take like one of Chopin's pieces, right? I'm not the best piano player, but I really wanted to learn one of his nocturnes. And it's kind of hard. And I looked at the whole piece and I was like, holy shit, I'm not going to be able to play this. But then, you know, if you take it, take it down to a measure and then you're like, okay, this measure can kind of make sense. And then you take it down to like one beat at a time or like half a beat at a time. It's just so much better that way. That's like kind of another. Yeah, I think so. I think that applies. Yeah. Completely. Um. So you said that are you you teach mm-hmm. as well? What's mm-hmm. that about? Um. Well, I have a job after school. Um. I teach at this place called La Rendaya. Um, and I teach piano. I do two hours, Monday, when, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And um, I have seven students in each class, and it's great. I actually stretch with them. Oh, really? Yeah, we stretch in our classes because I feel like most of the time. Um, well, sometimes it's good it's, to stretch those hands, too. Yeah, and your whole body, really. Absolutely. I mean, you're 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 using your body as part of you know the instrument, you, you know the piano one can't play itself unless you buy one that does, <laughs> and so, you know you need to relax your shoulders and your back and everything and, also these kids have been at school all day, you know and, kind of like we start off with taking really big breaths and then I, when they exhale and I say you know, let out all of your tension and energy that you've had from today that's not so fun and when you breathe in breathe in all the fun stuff that you want to do today in class and all that so they're all younger kids most of them and um and then I also teach private lessons so with those I teach voice piano performance production all that kind of stuff awesome yeah I really like doing that um it's kind of it's a little hard to took me a while to figure out how to teach group classes um but it's only, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for two hours. Each class is like 50 minutes. So um, it took me a little while to realize how to flow with, with a group class, but then I kind of got the hang of it. What's the age group? Um, it's really, it's like first grade through um, senior year, first through 12th or something like that. But most of my kids are... In elementary school or middle school. Okay. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that? Um, about a year. Yeah. Yeah, I started last, like, winter semester in January of last year. So it's been about a year. Yeah. Um, but before that, I was teaching private lessons at another studio. And then once I moved to this one, which is in Oak Cliff, so it's super close, um, then that's when I started doing private lessons, like at my home, and then sometimes I go to their home and teach private lessons. Okay. Uh, what? So you did? Did you release 
a vinyl or mm -hmm. seven inch back yeah. in 2017? Yes. I think it was November. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> October, November. Um, yeah, first time ever releasing something on vinyl, which is super cool. It is. Um, What's I, that called? It's called Sudi at Elmwood. So um, my first release we were talking about earlier was just the Sudi EP, self-titled. And then this one, I actually took three of the tracks from that one and then we totally reworked them and restructured them. And um, we did it in, an, in a studio, which was Elmwood. Um, and I worked with Alex Bohr and Donovan Jones, and it was really fun. It's a really interesting concept to do, I think. Um, I actually didn't go into it thinking it was going to be an EP. I just went into it wanting to do one song, redo one song, and then we ended up having more time, and we did this whole thing. So it was really fun. And how many songs are on that? It's three. Three. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Sudi at Elmwood? Mm hmm Sudi at Elmwood. And they can get that at your on your website? Mm hmm Yeah, What's and um, just SudiMusic.com. And you can go get to it, I think, from my Instagram or my Facebook page, anything like that. But, yeah, if you go to that website, you can find it at the store tab. And um, are you working on some new stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm been working on another EP that's uh, been a lot of work so far. <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty much the biggest project as a producer that I've taken on that I kind of didn't realize um, it would be so much, but I've been learning a lot with this project. Um, but it's a six-song EP, but they're all cover songs. So it's been interesting figuring out how to do that and, you know, make the covers stand on their own, you know. Um, I like, I really like covers a lot. I really dig them, um, but really only if they sound completely different from right. the original one. I don't like it when they sound too much like the original because it just sounds like karaoke to me. Yeah. So, um when I hear a song that I recognize, kind of, but then it's like there's this whole new life just, like, breathed into the song. Um, I really dig it. So I try to do that with mine. And I, I think it's it was successful. Have you gone into uh, the le legalities of that? Like, are you going to be able to release that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> basically... I don't know exactly step-by-step. Step. My manager's doing okay. most of that for me, but I actually took a class on this when I was in college, but yeah. that was so long ago, I, I forgot. But I think it's just you have to get approved or something. And I think a lot of the, I think, like, I don't know who you use, like, TuneCore. Like, a like lot that. of them have kind of a, a process as yeah. well. I haven't I'm looked into it either, but I always have. I'm I'm almost positive that it's a, a lot of the times, you know, an artist is either registered with ASCAP or BMI. And I think it's as songwriters. So I think you have to go through one of those, whoever the artist is registered with when with that song 
or as a songwriter, then you have to pay a certain amount to them. And then also some other thing, like what you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of know, th- I know the old way, like the old way was like going through like the Fox agency group or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and then you I paid them based on how many you were going to press. Mm-hmm. And that was like a mechanical license. So like right. you're p- going to press a thousand, they'd get like maybe a hundred bucks off of it. But the streaming side of it is it's something. a little different. Yeah. I don't understand that. And I don't understand if you would be able to make royalty off your streaming and them as well that's that's something if you ever find that out let me know um i don't know i'll have to talk to rosalinda about it yeah um there's definitely a way to do it because there's been a lot of covers that i've heard recently of really well-known songs especially in tv shows love covers they love them so i've heard a lot of interesting covers of very well-known songs and TV shows. So I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure how that works, but once I find out, I'll let you know. Yeah. Cause I'm curious too. I've just been so busy trying to finish, <laughs> finish all the songs so that they're ready to go. Right. But, um, so we do have a show. We do, which I'm <laughs> super stoked about. Yeah. So we got a show. Um, this Friday, the 23rd mm-hmm. at the Curtain Club with lovely Sudi and OG Garden mm-hmm. and Capyak from Austin. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So we encourage you to put those rain boots on. and It's going to be so fun. Totally worth it. Get the rain dance on. Yeah. And um, I believe we're going to have Sudi go on at 10. 10. Mm-hmm. And get there early. I, I do always take the pleasure of booking all the bands, um, you know, just artists Mm -hmm. that I enjoy and want to showcase. So this is, I guess, in November was our, was that our first official show together? Yeah, it was. And it was so fun. Yeah, it worked out. It was super cool. I loved everybody. Oh, the audience was so great. And yeah, so... I was kind of having a hard time putting this bill together just because I was kind of doing a favor for Capiac because they just put out an EP. Mm, yeah. Normally wouldn't play so soon, you know, to New Year's. But, right. um, you know, giving them some love. And then I'll be going down to Austin the next day to do the release party. Oh, with that's them awesome. I didn't know em- that. At Empire. Uh, you should check out their first record. Yeah, I think for you, sure. I think you would dig it. They two dudes from Austin. Now they're kind of living in LA now. Oh, okay. Um, that's cool. But they're, they got a cool, like kind of electronic mm. white mm. boy soul type uh, thing going on. I'm always down for that. So that's my jam. <laughs> they have some really good songs on there. And, um, so I'm looking forward to kicking with them this weekend. Um, Something I want to get into, maybe if you wanted to, I don't know, maybe give some advice for sing- young 
females coming into the business and oh, maybe like I could talk for hours about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean we've kind of talked um gotten into it mm-hmm. over some beers at some bars before, but you know, I mean obviously there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with you know, sexual harassment and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean what is how's it been being a female in the Dallas music scene? Um, well, I think that it's just... Let me start by saying how excited I am to be a rising female musician at this time. Um, I think it's really important to... Um, the, the most important thing advice-wise for for women that are looking to get into the music scene or, you know, want to become a musician um, is to, seriously, the most important thing is, like, not feel like other female musicians are competition. That's, like, an age, or what? what is it? Age as old as time, or a thing as old as time. What You know that saying? Yeah. You know, age old, whatever, that kind of thing. It's so prominent um, because of the patriarchal society that we live in. Um, Not just in music, but anything. Women always feel like they're in competition with each other. I mean, I, I, yeah, you would know better than I, but I think it's definitely a flaw of just human nature. Yeah. Especially just being in the arts and just being, I mean, I've had to struggle with it too, of mm-hmm. thinking that we're, you know, in competition with other artists and, and it just doesn't do you any good. No, because the thing that I've come to realize is that if you really are, you know, making music and, you know, pursuing music as a career, for for the reason because, you know, you don't want to do anything else and you really love music. Like, you know, you and I, we love music. And you're not just doing it, especially for women, you're not just doing it as, you know, you want to be a pop star. Like, you want to make money out, off of it, you know? Um, there's room for you if you're real to what you're making because if you're going to do what you're going to do, then nobody else is going to do it. And if they're trying to do what you're doing, then there's not room for them because you're already doing it. You know what I mean? Well, just like just the idea that once you find yourself, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, no one can do that. No one can do what you do. And even the process of finding yourself, I'm still finding myself. You know, it's like, you can't you can't try and copy someone. You have to you really have to be confident in the fact that you're a person, you know, and you're the only you. Yeah. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. Especially for women, like really we have to we have to have to like support each other instead of seeing another woman on stage and automatically being like, "Well, she has a good voice, but she's not that cute." Or, like, um, she's really pretty, but she sucks. Like, women are always finding those flaws in each other just because it's ingrained in us, always. And um, that would be my biggest 
thing is is when you see another female musician, maybe that's more advanced, you know, that's getting more shows or whatever, look to her as, you know, dang, that's fucking awesome that she's a woman and she's doing that. I want to get to that point. And then do it, you know? So that's my biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, I think think you're absolutely right. And, I mean, even in this process of being an artist, you know, um, you know, I've reached out to younger um, artists Mm -hmm. and people that are trying to do it and just, you know, let them know that if they need any guidance or encouragement, oh, um, for sure, you know that that I'm here for them, and I think that's important too. I mean, I think um, what I'm beginning to realize as I get older is, you know, our art form is obviously a gift mm-hmm. and um, and a talent. And encourages others, but to also try to take that extra step in helping, you know. Oh, yeah. Our next generation, helping the less fortunate. Because, I mean, our gifts and talents are what comes easy to us, you right. know. And um, I don't know, this, the universe has kind of just encouraged me to take that extra step. Because that's what we're really here to do is to try to encourage each other to be the their best selves because mm-hmm. you know I can't touch the people that you touch you know right. and, and all the up and coming artists are the same way that they have a place and they have you know um, something to give that no one else can mm-hmm. and that's really easy to get lost in just the mundane things right. as well very true. Um, something also in this other book I'm reading called Mind Hacking. Mm-hmm. And it's based on this dude that, you know, grew up before the internet and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. and was kind of gotten to the mind or to the hacking world of the computers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of processing your mind like, how you would a computer and trying to reprogram it. I think I've uh, heard about this too. Um, But something, uh, I guess maybe it was in the second chapter where he's talking about a study that a university did about like with 500 people Mm -hmm. and um, realized and did a study like how much stress and anxiety comes from looking at your phone oh my god and how i can't even the imagine. the notifications and is always like just getting you to be like looking at it even if there's nothing nothing there yeah. so like one of the games or one of the exercises is to seriously turn off all your notifications and setting times of the day to look at it, you know, like yeah. not occupying your mind with that yeah. every single second, second of th- of the day. Yeah. And so I I did that yesterday. Um and and you're supposed to kind of like note how many times you kind of mm. look at it That's a when really there's good nothing 
there. I know um, some people I could probably suggest that to. Yeah. Yeah. Ourselves. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> um but yeah, so that that's always, you know, there's, there's things that we just we have to constantly be challenging ourselves. I'm just really, you know, thankful to be at this place where I'm kind of you know, just like you said earlier, you know, taking that step mm-hmm. to prepare the future, your mm-hmm. future self. Um, so we got the 23rd going on. So excited. And um, tickets are still available. 12 bucks in advance, 18 at the door at marginwalker.com. And mm-hmm. I definitely... I would like to maybe make a goal to maybe, you know, try to work on a song together this year. Yeah. I think that would be cool. That would be fun. Um, and, you know, I think it's, <laughs> we got a stray cat caught in the <laughs> alleyway. Um, but I don't know. I just, you know, like th- the aspect of the scene, you know, um, that's another reason I kind of did this too, is just to talk to people that are, you know, in the same shoes that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just try to, I know we get caught up in our own worlds, but to kind of like just encourage a little more aspect of, of unity and and really, you know, no one can do that. But yeah you know, ourselves and mm-hmm. just try to make that a reality in our lives. So I try to, that's another kind of goal of just immersing myself with my fellow peers and just, you know, all, you know, it's like we've never sat down and talked like for, you know, more than five minutes right. here and there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's important for us artists just to, you know, for you to know that I do care about you and yeah. I do admire your spirit. And I know. I think this um, is a great, great idea. I and, agree. And just, you know, I want to encourage you to, you know, to pursue all the things that you want to pursue and that we can't even truly grasp that without, you know, giving right. of ourselves and and truly imparting you know ourselves with mm-hmm. other people um so that's kind of what i'm excited about doing too is just you know talking to people like yourself and you know just let you know that you're yeah. not alone and that I just want to encourage you and i'm proud of all that you've been able to do as well um anything else anything else on your mind or um Mm. not that I can think of I just I've been looking at this piece of art behind you and it's really beautiful I love the chair yeah it is it is kind of unique my buddy Chris Erickson um, did that he was a tattoo artist at Mm. Elm Street tattoo he just recently moved to Colorado and actually I talked to him on Monday I'm going to try to get him on here he'll be back in town in march um let's see if there's anything else who do you think you're gonna have next on the podcast i don't know um there's a couple 
like I have a one of my best childhood friends. He was mm-hmm. like one of my first, like he was my second, my first bass player, in my second band ever. Mm-hmm. And he's been kind of going through similar stuff. Similar stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been on um, medications for over a decade, and then he kind of works for. Like he has a his, he works for a company that pretty much like oversees like pretty much all of Dallas's mental health agencies. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so kind of talk about that. Yeah. Talk about how to get people in the system as That'd well. Be really interesting. Um, talk about his journey as well. He's had you know he's got a sixteen year old daughter and mm. single parent. Um, him i definitely want haven't talked i want to get before the new year i was supposed to get jason fairies from me on indiana oh on. I, I love jason He's but great. he got in a car wreck mm-hmm. and he hurt his yeah. arm and so he surgery. couldn't drive at the time over yeah. here definitely ronnie hart um i love him too yeah adam pickroll mm-hmm. um but yeah, those are some people on the to-do list. Um, I don't know if you saw, too, um, I just saw this thing on Facebook that I think there's maybe like only maybe five or six cities that have a fund going for homeless people to like pick up trash. Oh yeah, I I didn't see it. I'm not. I'm like never on Facebook yeah. anymore. But I did hear about that. Yeah. So like Fort Worth is one of the cities yeah. that are that's doing it. Um. And they only have we like forty eight. Yeah, I know. Uh, they only have like forty eight thousand dollars allocated for a year. Um. So that's obviously not that, you know, not that much. But I think it's a a great idea that, yeah. they're, that they're implementing you know they supposedly mm. pay the homeless people ten dollars an hour and and it's also to try to build a new kind of working yeah. working um Environment. record too mm. for you know ex-felons and ex-cons to be like all right we got a year of them with showing up on time and you know and other organizations mm. and corporations that they can um that's a, such a good idea yeah we should definitely do that for dallas yeah I, i've been thinking about seeing how we can get w- it started yeah mm-hmm. um so i thought that was kind of encouraging too um so your latest ep is called sudi at, at elmwood at elmwood mm-hmm. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify, SudiMusic.com. Mm-hmm. You can find Sudi at Sudi Music on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to listen on our way out to Spill. Spill, too. Yeah. <clears throat> it's from the Sudi at Elmwood. So it's one of the, the songs from the first album that I ever released but redone like reworked and this I did it with Alex Bohr and Donovan Jones so it's called like spill two t-o-o um it's like a roman numeral two okay yeah okay so it's the second version Mm -hmm. section yeah second version 
reworked. Reworked. Yeah. yeah, you can't release a song with the same name, apparently. Oh. So you had to, we had to figure out a way to do it. And I was like, well, just put, you know, Roman numeral two. Yeah. Look neat. Yeah. Neat and like collected. And I mean, tomorrow, is it tomorrow that you're with Sober? Or is that last week? Last week, yeah. Okay. I did, um, we did like a special satin sheet. Definitely want to get Sober on here. Like Valentine's, yeah, yeah, you should. I think he has a flu right now. Yeah, oh God, I got that at the end of February. <laughs> Man, me too. I got it. Um, I mean, end of January. December, I got it, and I was like, so dead. Was it the last like four or five days? Um, yeah, it lasted about five days, uh, and I was like, f- for me, I don't really have a fever so much, but I was like vomiting the entire time. I like didn't leave my bathroom for like a day. Dang. I was like laying on the bathroom floor. Inside I my toilet. I mean, I it was horrible. Actually, sober came over <laughs> to get some of his like his Serato record or something, and I had to like leave my door unlocked because I couldn't physically like stay away from my toilet. Oh my so I was like, goodness. I knew he was coming over. I unlocked my door, and then I was just like leaning, staying in my toilet for like a long time. Yeah, it was awful. It was not fun. <laughs> but yeah. I almost got sick again this month, but I was like, never again will I do that. So I took a bunch of medicines yeah. for like a week. Are you, do you take vitamins? and? I try to. I usually take, I do take vitamin D every day um, just because I have a sufficiency. Is that what it's called? Insufficiency. Insufficiency. Do you take it with calcium? Mm, no. Supposedly that's the best way to mm. get it absorbed as okay. well. Yeah. What's your dietary preferences? Well, I am lactose intolerant, but you still that, eat cheese, yeah. I love cheese. I can't stay away from cheese. Girl, it's so good. You get away from that. But I'm Italian and I, I love know. cheese. Like, how can I eat pasta without Parmesan? Like, that's not, it's unheard of. Yeah. There's fake parm. It's not the same. I know. (laughs) Well. The the fake cheese is is stepping its game up for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to have to do something because I I can definitely feel now more than ever that I am lactose intolerant when I eat cheese. (laughs) So. Well, there's something if, you know. It's not messing you up too bad, but you can. There's supposedly cows in the UK. It's like that don't have lactose, lactose in there. Weird. Yeah. That's interesting. So you can look up that. I don't know how if it's like really made it over to the states, but I'm pretty sure a good health food store would have. I mean, you don't drink milk do you no yeah i never drink milk so that's good um but yes look at look that up and maybe i mean you know it's just all about yeah maximizing your yeah body to not like hate itself yeah i definitely eat recently not so good but usually my diet's pretty good it's pretty bland yeah I, i like try not to make my stomach hate me you know yeah. so 
So I I love eggs. I have like a special egg cooker that my friend got me for Christmas. That's how much I love eggs. Yeah, I, I, I love them too. So that's like a good portion of what I eat. I don't know. I make a great eggplant parmesan, which definitely has a lot of cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of just experiment. I love veggies, so I eat a lot of veggies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. Good. You're such a sweetheart, and I'm looking forward to... Um, Friday. Yes, hearing you, you do too. your thing. So I love playing. Join so. us. Get out, get out on Friday um, and support Texas music. 100%. I'll be um, probably editing all this when you leave and getting it up. As cool. soon as possible, so yeah. feel free to share it and all that jazz. I will be promoting the show. Yeah. Once I leave here. And, um, but yeah, check out Sudi once again, sudimusic.com. Sudi Music is pretty much all your handles, right? Yep, all, that's it. So you Twitter, can find all her all there. Um, check out uh, Sudi at Elmwood. And, um, Thank you so much for your time, Sudi. Absolutely. I'm excited to see what 2018 does for you. <laughs> and um, check out Spill 2. We're going to listen to Spill 2 right now. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mud. Bye. Mm-hmm.